Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast in this episode 157 where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member Well, I hope everyone had a great weekend. We are now, uh, man, we are in the middle of May. These months and days, they're just flying by. Is it just me or did April pass us by and now uh, May's even passing us by pretty fast? It's it's nuts. But yeah, anyways, hopefully everyone's doing great. Um, but yeah, we have a gr- another great episode for you today. Uh, Casey is joining us to talk about her time working at the Disney College program. Uh, she did it two times, and she was even down there recently before uh, the whole coronavirus hit. And so she's going to talk a little bit about that experience. Uh, but yeah, she's got a lot to the chat with us uh, today. So very excited for you guys to listen. So you know what? Why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the Excess Press Podcast. On today's show, we have Casey from Detroit. Casey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing today, Matt? Not too bad. Not too bad. You know, it was a beautiful day out. I had to get a bike ride in before this, so uh, it's just cooling off from that, and now we're kind of getting into the show. But how's everything uh, going with you in these uh, kind of crazy, maybe trouble times? How how are you holding up? It's going good. Um, I just had to relocate back from Florida up to my um, family's house here in Detroit. So I apologize if this is kind of loud because I have a house full of people right now. So oh, no, trying you're to good. get trying to get reacquainted with my family. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely fine. So I didn't realize you were were you just uh, doing the college program down there? Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. no, kidding. So you okay? I remember you said you did a couple, but I didn't realize you were just on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's I definitely want to chat uh, a little bit about that. Well, actually, you know what? Why don't Why don't we start start with that? Um, okay. First, but before I, we get to that, I just want to know, like, how did you, like how did you fall in love with uh, the Disney parks? So um, I was kind of born with Disney in my veins. Um, my dad grew up going to Disneyland when he was younger with his family. Um, his grandpa was stationed out there during World War II in California, and so. For their family vacations, they'd always go to California and do all the stuff that was by his base. And Disneyland was one of their stops. So when I was little, instead of doing Disneyland, we did Disney World every year. So since I was three, 
um, we've been going to Disney World every single year. Okay, so yeah, born born and bred with Disney in your blood. So yeah, no, that's that's good. Awesome, uh, cool. Sounds good. So um, I do want to just quickly start like how because we're since we're in the the time of this coronavirus and you are one of the frontline cast members working there um mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get to like the beginnings of the program but just like how how was everything like right before before the parks closed like what was like what was going on with you like um i don't even know how to phrase this question because it kind of <laughs> took me back but like how did it all come down like how did you find out that you the college program was ending the and the parks were closing so the weekend before, um, so during this college program, I was attractions, quote unquote, at ESPN Wide World of Sports, the big sports complex. And then with ESPN, since it is um, an event based operation, if you're a full time cast member or college program, you do get a secondary location. So when all this was kind of happening, um, I was I my second location was at Tomorrowland Speedway at Magic Kingdom. So. The story kind of starts over there when um, we got the news that the Disney parks were closing. And so I was with my Speedway um, college program kids and we're kind of finding it out. And at this time, it was just the parks were closing. We didn't hear anything about us. We heard we were going to be taken care of. So we didn't think about it. We kind of thought like, oh, two week vacation or two week. Maybe they'll have us come in every once in a while. So we didn't really think that this was going to happen. We're just like, okay, like it's just going to be two weeks of not working so we go on as normal like okay we're gonna close next week i go to speedway two days a week and then i go to espn for events and so the day it happened i actually had just clocked into espn we had a big cheerleading competition that weekend and all my friends everyone had worked in the morning but i was working a night shift so i clock in and my manager comes and gets me and she's like oh we have a big meeting with all the cps and so for ESPN, a lot of the college program what kids are, are... CPs are the college programmers, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. So ESPN is a huge complex. So I didn't actually realize how many college program kids there were. So I come into this room and there's probably about 50 of us. I thought there was five college program kids and apparently there was 50 of us. And so we're all huddled in this room and we're like, uh-oh, like what's going on? And um, I love my leaders. My leaders handled it very well and very professional. And I couldn't have thanked them anymore or have had a better staff to bring us the news. But it, it was just very heartbreaking seeing because, like, I planned on going full time or part time right after this and continuing my Disney journey. And I know a lot of my friends who I was working with, too, had the same thoughts. And then some people who have they've applied five times and this is the first time they've gotten in or just seeing everyone's faces and all their different kind of realities kind of coming crashing down was the most heartbreaking so I don't even know how to describe it but like that moment's gonna forever be etched in my mind oh man that that's that's tough that Mm -hmm. that definitely can't be easy and I'm sorry that you had to kind of go through that but I mean Mm -hmm. It's it's gonna be there for you, and I'm sure that they'll, yeah. they'll welcome you back. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but as I was, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say my leaders like they handled it very well. I know some of my roommates and other people I know their leaders didn't even tell them. They just said, "Hey, there's gonna be an email coming to you." So, but 
I probably sat down and talked with them because I was close with a couple of them for like a couple hours, getting their contact information, asking what their next steps were. They Disney has some of the best cast members ever, like even like managers and leaders who are very understanding. So we knew it was was out of their hands, but. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. I mean, thanks for sharing with that. Uh, that's definitely not easy to kind of take that news. And uh, mm -hmm. I mean, do you know, just to, to kind of continue with the conversation, but like, do you know what might happen in the future? Everything's just kind of up in the air right now. Everything's kind of up in the air right now. So kind of, we don't know anything. The cast, like all my friends are still cast members who I'd worked with before who were full-time, part-time. They don't know. So it's going to kind of be a let's see where everything's going before people make decisions. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, I hopefully when, when the time comes, you can make it back down there. So, um, but I'm, I'm curious of like your journey leading up to this, if you want to start getting to that. Cause, um, I know we want to, we have a lot to cover today, I think. Right. Yeah. My Disney journey is a long one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's, uh, let's get started with that. So, um, I mean, just to kind of save on time, did you always know about the Disney program or did you kind of just learn about it in college? I assume you, you knew about it since you were going to the parks all the time. I actually um, had learned it in high school. Like, I think I was like a junior or a sophomore in high school on one of our annual Disney trips. And I was talking with this cast member and was very curious why it had her university on her name tag as all the college program kids have their university with their name instead of their hometown. So I kind of just got chatting with her and she explained the college program. And right then and there, like, I, I knew that's what I was going to do. Okay, awesome. Uh, so so you, you got to college. Did you go your freshman year, sophomore year? When was the when was the first time you applied? Um, that's a funny story, too. So the my right. first program <laughs> was in spring of 2018. So my um, second half of my junior year. But I had applied three three times before that and hadn't gotten in oh interesting so i started applying my freshman year okay but didn't get in until the second half of my junior year now i'm just curious like do you i kind of talked about this with other cast members in the past but do you think there might have been a reason for you i mean you seem like a very nice person so <laughs> was it maybe you didn't have any re like experience working in the past or what do you think it might have been I think it's a combination of both work experience. Um, I grew up working in food and beverage my entire life. So I had like one or two things on my resume, but like the more experience I got, like that's when I finally got accepted. And I also think the other half of it is the sheer amount of volume of applicants that get sent in too. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. No, makes sense. Makes sense. All right, cool. So you finally get in and in 2018, mm -hmm. your, your dream finally came true. So uh, what, what role did you end up getting? I was a seater, so kind of like a hostess at one of the sit-down restaurants. Oh, and awesome. that didn't surprise me at all because I had a, I'd been a waitress. I had been a host. Like, uh, my background at that point was food and beverage. Yeah, no, it makes it makes perfect sense when you said you had the background in it. I figured that's uh, probably what it was going to be. So, um, cool. Mm -hmm. So you get down to Florida now. Was this like a, a big transition for you? Did you ever move away from home? to like do, For college, did you move away? Or was this like the first time where you're really moving away from home? So um, I went to Grand Valley State University, which is on the west side of the state of Michigan. So about three hours from Detroit. So I had moved away and done the whole like living away from home thing. But it was kind of different, like being far away, like in a different state. But 
my family came and visited me more when I was on my program than they did when I was in college. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I probably would have done as, as well. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I need to visit the college, but yeah, Disney, yeah, sure, why not? So mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Um, so cool. Was your transition down there easy for you? Yes, it like it felt like home. Like I didn't miss a beat. Like I think I cried my first day just so because like it was all this rapid change, and then I was fine. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. So, so what, uh, what restaurants, uh, did you end up uh, working at? I'm biased and I think it is the best location ever for a cedar, but I worked at Tony's town square on main street USA at magic kingdom. Oh, interesting. You know, I've never eaten there before. Yeah. I've heard good and bad things. Um, from working there, like I will like say it is the best place ever, but I've also heard, other people they're like eh, it's okay there's better italian but the theming i love the theming of it i absolutely love it and especially if you go and dine during like the parade because the parade comes right by tony's town square if you ever go go during the parade and ask for um the outside balcony and you can eat your spaghetti and meatballs and watch um festival fantasy go by Okay. Yeah, I've never, I've, I've, I've never. I actually didn't know that they had a balcony up there, so that's pretty good. They, mm-hmm. I know they have the, the parties there for the parades. It's like the special event within the special event. Um, yes. Yeah. So. Um, that was right after I left that they started doing that. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, to me, it's a little absurd just to pay that amount for it, but um, um people do it. Hey, if people, if, yeah. if people want to spend the money, go, go for it. So. Um, cool. Sounds good. So, I mean, f- for you, like what, like what was an average day like working at, uh, at Tony's? So, um, a lot of it was just hosting, like checking people in, like we had different positions and we'd rotate like every two hours or if like someone wanted to do a different position, we'd switch and let our coordinator know, but we check people up at the podium, make sure they have a reservation or like if we were accepting reservations, putting their information in calling the table, making sure everyone in their party is there and sitting them down. Um, there was also like behind the scenes, like um, Tony's has, it's not a full service bar, but like wine and beer. Um, part of the hosting or the server or the cedar <laughs> um, roles was pouring um, wine and beer in the back in the kitchen. And then also like stocking the side stations for um, the servers. So a lot of both front of the house and kind of back of the house stuff too. Okay, so it was, a, it was a nice mix of both. You didn't you didn't spend mm-hmm. all your time at the front, but uh, you got to spend time with like your cast members, maybe just like joking yeah. around on the back or something like that. <laughs> um, it's funny. I learned I learned how to pop a champagne bottle. At <laughs> oh no, kidding! Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, what was I going to say? So you you mentioned before that you I think you said you would argue that that was the best restaurant to be a hostess at. Uh, is that yeah. that's what you said, correct? So you're gonna have to explain yeah. that to me. Why? Why do you think that? Out of, now you're talking think, about all the restaurants in Magic Kingdom, or like in Disney World in general. I would say Disney World in general. It like you're right there on Main Street, so you get to see people when they enter the park for the first time. Like we have a couple positions outside, like strollers or like greeting guests as they come in. Like you get to people watch, so you'll you see hundreds of guests first days ever at Magic Kingdom, and just like the looks on their faces as they come in. Um, You get to watch them when the parade goes by. You get to watch the parade. Um, I listen to Happily Ever After every single night of my program and, like, watching people watch the fireworks and even listening to it. Like, 
that soundtrack is forever ingrained in my mind. That's uh, that's that's something I didn't think about there. Where yeah, you're just you're sitting there all day. I mean, to me, being at Disney World, I love people watching. That's one of my favorite things to mm-hmm. do. And yeah, my that, favorite. Yeah, that is like a, a prime spot to be in. Just seeing like the maybe the kids just seeing the castle for the first time. Even the adults mm-hmm. too. I mean, there are adults that don't go into the until they're. Uh, at least, yeah, they're like they're in the twenties or something like that. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. any t- anyone can go there for the first time. But um, mm-hmm. was there was there any one moment like that that kind of just like st- stood out to you out of like all the memories you might have had from watching people? Was there any that like stood out? I'm trying to think. Um, not so much outside. I remember um, one of the days we helped um, a proposal happen inside the restaurant. Nice. Um, and. So Tony's is where Town Square Theater is. So it's Tony's Town Square Restaurant where you meet Mickey and Tinkerbell and then the PhotoPass headquarters. So I remember that the groom had come in and I was on the front desk and we were, um, he was asking if there was any way we could pull this off. So I get my manager, we go over to PhotoPass. And so we had this whole ordeal where we like decorated their table. Um, One of the magical moments that we do at Tony's is called the romance table where you put a checkered cloth on and like sprinkle some like Mickey glitter. So when they went to their table, that was happening. And then like, he gave us a sign. We had photo pass, like pretend to take pictures of like the restaurant and like of the cast members. And like, we got the whole thing on photo pass for them, like the engagement. So, so, so was that, it's uh, maybe I missed something, but did, uh, was this something he just came in off the whim and did it or did he prepare for it? Like did he, he call kind of prepared, he, he came in, he already had his rev- reservation, and he was hoping that we could do something a little bit more magical. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, so it's not like the, the restaurant does this, like, ahead of time. He kind of came in no, and was like... yeah. Okay, so he just came in, had the reservation, was like, listen, help me out any way that you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, cool. Well, that's pretty awesome. Was there, I mean, working there, like, what other... Um, maybe some one of your, some of your other favorite memories that you had while you were there I think like did you create any oh magical moments for for guests that were there I don't know like if you're able to do that uh working as as a hostess it's funny because that is the one place out of all my locations that we had the most like freedom to do magical moments um, I remember one time now that we're like, that we're talking um, at a t- table com- came in. It was like a, a rather large party, like a party of 12. And so it was kind of busy in the restaurant. And so I think I had like a side job where I was just asking them what they're celebrating. They're like, oh, we're celebrating um, my son's birthday. I'm like, oh, how old is he? And they're like, he would have been three. And so like my heart sank. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so what little power I have, I start getting celebration buttons. I was like, do you want to make buttons for everyone in your family celebrating? And the mom's crying. She's like, of course. So I made 12 buttons with like celebrating. Um, they had planned after talking with them, they had planned this little boy's birthday um, when he was sick and he didn't make it, but in all, for his memory and stuff, they decided to keep the trip going. So I made them all buttons and like, I'm hysterical at this point. I go to my manager. I'm like, can we do more? So um, while they're seated down, they all have their birthday buttons for the little boy. Um, I go over to PhotoPass and get a voucher for a free PhotoPass print. So then they could take a big family photo. And then I went to the Emporium and got a frame. So then they'd have that big family frame and the PhotoPass coupon to remember that trip for. 
Wow. And I remember I, I couldn't even go over to the lady to give it because I was in tears because like certain like stories like that get you choked up. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, that is, that is not an easy, um, an easy thing to help with. And yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good that you were able to make those super memorable for you. And I mean, I think making the buttons too, like it doesn't sound like it might be that special, but it is like, Mm -hmm. it's really special. Like there was, Mm -hmm. there was one time where I was, I was on my bachelor party and uh, there Mm -hmm. was a cast member in the world of Disney. She was talking with us and she went out of her way to like, go get a button, make one for me. And uh, I didn't think much of it, but when she brought it back, she made it like special for for <laughs> me. And it's just yeah, the, those little things. Just really, I still have the button. It's sitting up uh, <laughs> in my room, and uh, yeah, it's it, it is. That's I mean, that's awesome that you were able to do that. That is one of my favorite things was to do the buttons because in my second um, my second college program, I was a vacation planner, and we don't have a lot of magical moments, but we do have buttons we can work with. So whenever I could, I'd be making a celebration button uh, anniversary button uh just because button yeah yeah no for for sure yeah you definitely need to make it as special as you can when even when you can't so um but cool sounds good so like what else any any other moments from there or maybe like this is so this is your first college program uh you're down at mm-hmm. disney you're working there for a few months i mean what were what were mm-hmm. the, some of the things you loved doing uh, when you weren't working Oh, I was always in the parks. Um, I didn't have my car with me, my program. So I would go rope drop Magic Kingdom, have my uniform in my backpack and then go to work or go to work, got off early, go to Magic Kingdom. Like I was always in the parks, but usually always at Magic Kingdom. (laughs) So I I assume that's your, your favorite park, spending time in Magic Kingdom. So at the time, Magic Kingdom was, but after this past program, um, Magic Kingdom is home to me, but Epcot is my favorite park now. Oh, nice. Well, any, I mean, I assume it's because of the uh, World Showcase. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I feel like if I were there, I would spend all the time. I, I feel like I just never get enough time in the World Showcase and I just want to s- sit and just kind of see each country and then like mm-hmm. eat something from each country. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with festivals like yes. when the festival festival of the arts is my absolute favorite festival ever like no one can convince me otherwise i would go and just go to the festival not buy anything not eat anything and walk around for hours yeah i i really need to get to that one i hear i hear it's great and i feel like the next time i do a trip it has to be during the festival of the arts because uh-huh. Yeah, f- food and wine and flower and garden are great, but uh, yes. I'm, I mean, I'm a designer by heart. That's that's what I do uh-huh. as a, a career, and mm-hmm. I just love the arts and everything about it. And yeah, mm-hmm. I need I need to check it out. I need to check it out. Um, yeah, the Broadway series is amazing. I went to I think three of the showings for that, and then just the artwork around it, and like the um, the Wonderground Gallery has a booth and all the different booths of artists. I probably got six different postcard pieces that I need to hang up when I finally get settled. Uh, the Wonderground is amazing, and I want to spend so much money there, but I, I can't. It's just, uh, <laughs> everything is just, it's such amazing work, but holy moly, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I get the postcard versions that are like $6. Yeah, I think that I think that's a solid way, <laughs> a solid way to go, <laughs> so. Um, cool, so I mean, it, during this program, was there anything else that you want to share? Because I know we have a second one that uh, we want to get to and also to your third one. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but w what else was there on this program that maybe made it special for you? Did you do any special events or what, what else did you want to share from this? Oh, uh, there, I did so much. I'm one of those people like you give me an idea and I run with it. I made a bucket list my program and me and Caroline, who you had on the show, she was my partner in crime. We would make sure we checked off everything on this bucket list. So um, I did the run Disney the Star Wars 5K during that time. I did Wild Africa Trek, the behind the scenes at Animal Kingdom. I did the Dolphins in Depth tour at Epcot. Um, oh, I want to do that. That's How was that? How was that? It is. I cried. Um, growing up, I wanted to be a marine biologist and work oh, with dolphins. Oh, weird. Me too. That's what I wanted to do. I realized <laughs> I, I, I sucked at math and science, so I didn't do that. Me too. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, go on. naturally, I... Naturally, I went into business instead, but I like was always obsessed with dolphins and me and my roommate at the time for her birthday, I was like, do you want to do this? Like, and so we just did it. I cried. I got in the pool with the dolphins and I absolutely like I started sobbing. Like I was so happy. Oh, but it, it's 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 so much fun. You don't necessarily swim with the dolphins, but you get about a half hour of inner like activity time with them. And you get to teach them commands and help with the trainers. Um, it's more of an educational tour, but like I'm a nerd too. So like I was eating it all up like, oh, this is what they do with it. Like this is where they feed them. Like this is what's going on. Oh, so Highly neat. recommend. Yeah. Now one, one of these days I'll, I'll definitely get to do that. That's cool. Um, yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned Caroline. Uh, she was on the show on episode 147 and um, I, I started talking to you after this, so I'm kind of curious. Since since we we met um, Caroline a few episodes ago, like what was um, what like how did you guys meet during your programs? So initially, we wanted to become roommates. So we kind of found out about the same day that we were both accepted, and like there's a Facebook like group page for everyone in the college program. And that's kind of how, if you don't want to go random, you find your roommates. So we got to chatting and initially it didn't work out though because I was on spring advantage. So I went from January until August where she went from the same move-in date in January to May. So with um. the college program, you have to have the same move-in date and move-out date. So it didn't work out, but we said we'd get lunch one day we never did. I, we had a lot of breakfast dates and a lot of dinner dates, but we never got that lunch date. But <laughs> we, were, we were glued at the hip the entire program, and we still are. Like, we're best friends to this day. Oh, that's great. It's it's good that you were able to find your partner in crime throughout yeah. the, and, and share those share those adventures together. Um, cool. Well, if there isn't anything else you want to share from your first program, do you want to move on to the second one? Sure. Okay, cool. So, um, so kind of tell me about that. So you, you just said that you were there until August and I assume, mm -hmm. are you, are you going into your senior year now of college? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. So did it was a second program after college or like, how did, how yeah. did that work for you? Yes. So I went back to school, like literally two weeks after I moved home, um, did a full year of college. And then, um, my second program was, I moved back in August. It was literally to the day of me moving back from my first program that I moved in for my second program. Got, oh, gotcha. That's awesome. Um, cool. So like kind of like now that you're looking for a new position uh, at the college program, like I used, you already mentioned you got vacation planner. So how, how did that mm -hmm. come about? 
because of Caroline. Um, I remember her <laughs> I saying she loved <laughs> she loved her job. Like she she's in hospitality and business, but she worked in sales a lot. And as a marketing major, she knew that I would probably love it. I absolutely fell in love with the role, as she predicted. But um, I figured to be a, a step up, like being a cedar was amazing and I loved it. But like vacation planner, we deal with like a large sum of money. It's a lot of problem solving and on your feet. So I felt like it'd be a good next step up in the company, even if I was on a college program. So vacation planner and front desk were my two high, my first two choices. And I got my first choice. Nice. Perfect. So where, like, where did you end up uh, working out of? So another funny story. So initially I got Disney's Hollywood studios. And so my first day on the job was actually Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening day. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so that's that was a lot of fun. And because um, Galaxy's Edge was opening and they had all this demand of people, they overhired college program kids for this position. So about halfway through my CP, I got sent over to Magic Kingdom Transportation and Ticket Center. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So so you spent most of your time or the beginning of the time at Hollywood Studios then transferred. Yep. Okay. Yep. So so to kind of talk to talk to me about your time at Hollywood Studios. Like did you did you work in like with in Galaxy's Edge cuz I thought I saw a photo of you in costume one time. Uh, am I am I lying about that or no? Yeah, so that I know exactly what photo you're thinking about. Um okay. I that was that was me during cast member previews. I was still in um, vacation planning, like training. So I ran over from Disney University behind Magic Kingdom in order to make my um, cast member preview slot. And we literally were the last people in Ga Galaxy's Edge during previews. Oh wow! Okay, so wait, what? What were the you? You had this costume, and it looked just like something they would wear in Galaxy's Edge. Am I crazy? What? Like what? Was it the black? No, I don't remember. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong photo. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I mean, that's that's really neat that you were able to uh, get it. I mean, what was like preview like? Because if you're the last one in there, it's you, you're definitely not going to find it empty anymore. <laughs> so we ran to the ride real quick because they almost didn't let us on the ride. So we kind of had like a very very condensed preview because we were running late, but we got to do Smuggler's Run and then take. Um, pictures with an empty falcon which was a dream come true so even though i'm in like business casual in the picture it was fun yeah cool S sounds good so so yeah to kind of talk about uh your time working at uh, hollywood studios like any any favorite moments from working there or um anything about the pro the training process uh kind of whatever you want to talk about for uh, working as a vacation planner over there so the difference between kind of like the cedar role and vacation planner role, besides the actual roles, vacation planner, we have about a week and a half of, or about a week of training at Disney university, learning about like the the, like the process that we use for selling tickets and then also a week on the job training. So it's about two weeks of training. Whereas at Tony's, it was about a week, less than a week. So because it's more, it's money, it's selling, it's different packages. So I think that was the biggest transition between the two of those. And then going from Magic Kingdom, which I always say is controlled chaos, to Hollywood Studios, which is just a different type of chaos, especially with Galaxy's Edge. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're, I mean, people are trying to get there early in the morning. They had the super extra, what was it? The extra, mm -hmm. extra magic hours. So were you up yes. bright and early for yep. those? Oh, so, mm -hmm. so kind of, so talk me through like in those beginning months. Cause actually for now, I, I went November, um, I know I went November 2nd to Disney world this past year. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh wait, so you were working there. Duh. Yes. Okay. So maybe, maybe I crossed paths somehow anyways. <laughs> um, and I remember I was getting there the day after that the extra, extra magic hours were ending. Um, mm -hmm. so for those like few months, like what was an average day for you? Like usually, um, unless we traded with people, college programs, usually like the closing shift. So I remember right when Galaxy's Edge opened, we had 3 a.m., 4 a.m. start times. So that's our apartments aren't too far from studios. So that's still waking up three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. So those that first week was crazy. And then personally, the college program schedules were later at night, but it was still a bunch of people trying to get in. Um, that wasn't as crazy as Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> we thought Rise of the Resistance, like, we were prepared for Galaxy's Edge to be crazier. And then they kind of calmed down for Rise of the Resistance. Or so we thought. And then Rise of the Resistance became crazier than what we thought Galaxy's Edge was. Oh, man. Wait, so were you still working at Hollywood Studios for Rise of the Resistance or no? I would pick up. Like, I picked up Rise of the Resistance opening day. Because um, we can switch our schedules around, like... I worked at Animal Kingdom for vacation planning. I picked up a couple shifts there. I never picked up at Epcot, um, but I would sometimes switch with friends who had worked at TTC before because it's initially the same job. It's just a different location. So I would flit around back and forth to see old coworkers at studios, but I remember picking up early morning shifts for Rise of the Resistance when we would be um, like pack in the morning and like line the streets of Hollywood Boulevard and make sure people don't go down where Toy Story is. Yeah, the it just seems chaotic, like over <laughs> at uh, Hollywood Studios, as you kind of put it before. Like, mm -hmm. I I always told myself, like, I because I'm not a fan of the whole uh, virtual queue, uh, <laughs> but I think now I'm going to have to be a fan of it because uh, it's. Uh -huh. I think it's going to yeah. become the new normal over at the parks. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to learn to love it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I, I just didn't like how it was. everything was fast pass except Rise of the Resistance. You have to get there super early. Like, I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wake up at like 6 o'clock on vacation to like have to get to the mm -hmm. park by 7 to ride it. Um, that's just me. I'm a cranky old man. So what can I say? <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it just seems like chaotic. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. It seems like you guys had it under control, though. It seems like you were fine, mm -hmm. no issues. Like, I mean, did you find mm -hmm. any issues? Or for the most part, it, it went uh, as planned, as keeping the the, mm -hmm. the um, crowd control going on. The only issues were, like, the crowd control was fine. It was people coming up to us and asking questions about the app. We didn't have any control over that, so we'd have to either send them to guest relations or the get team, the guest experience team in the blue polos under the big blue umbrellas to help if they had any problems like trying to connect on the app um but other than that later in the day when people would come and we'd have to put out the a-frames that say rise of the resistance boarding groups are closed and people coming up to us saying they bought tickets just to go on this ride 
Like we ran into so many, we ran into so many problems in trying to like explain it to them. Yeah. And like, we understand, we understand their frustration, but yeah. And, and I, I know Disney tried so hard to make it known that like, you need to do Mm -hmm. this. Uh, there will be issues and, but I mean, you can't, you can't get everyone. And there's always going to be those, some people that maybe Mm -hmm. even try to take advantage of the system where it's like, let me see if I can complain and still get on this and. Uh, yeah, I just don't think that was happening because it seemed like mm-hmm. it was pretty strict. <laughs> yeah, so I, I assume that while you were working as a vacation planner, you definitely got a lot, a lot of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for all the people out there that uh, did that. Hopefully, I didn't give you too hard of a time. But yeah, that's definitely out of your control. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, is there anything like maybe f- to the nice people? Was there anything you could do at all, or pretty much saying, "Listen, I'm really sorry. I can't." Mm-hmm. Like, how did you how did you handle those situations? Um, I would talk with them their options because being empathetic is the biggest thing. Like understanding, like I understand your frustration. Like we're frustrated too. Um, here are your options. Like it depended on what kind of ticket they had. If they only had a one day one park, we could always change the date of their ticket. Like, hey, you haven't gone into the park yet. We can, do you want to come back tomorrow? You have to be here in my recommendation at this time. And if there's, because we're at date-based tickets now. So if it was a weekday, there wouldn't be a change in price. But if they were going from a Thursday to a Friday, there might be a $15 increase per ticket. But just kind of running through their options with them. And about 75% of the time, people like would calm down and they're like, thank you for like listing options and solutions. And then other people are just super frustrated and they just want to like convey that. So, no, but yeah, like makes sense. We could change, we could change um, the date of their ticket. Or if it was like a park, two day park hopper, be like, oh, you like come in here now, go to a different park, come here tomorrow if you really want to get on this ride and explain like, and then the process changed twice on me too, where it was like, once you scanned in, you could get on the virtual queue. And then it was, right at seven o'clock it didn't matter if you were the first person to get through the queues and we're waiting for the park to open or if you just scanned in and it was seven o'clock there so explaining that process to them and then kind of learning the new process if that makes sense yeah no i mean it's yeah it's tough because like if you get into the park and you don't get a boarding pass Mm -hmm. like that stinks Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i don't know did, did that happen a lot or no because they changed it right when it like the ride opened. As soon as you tapped your magic band, your ticket into the park, you could automatically get a boarding group. Mm-hmm. And then they stopped that because people were coming in at three in the morning to park their cars to be the first person in line so they could get a boarding group. So then Disney changed it right when the park opens at seven, eight o'clock. It's like fair game. That's yeah. when it opens kind of like marathon registration today. Yeah, I like I like that change. I think that definitely mm-hmm. was a lot better than the old process because mm-hmm. I was like, there's not like even earlier, you'd have to wake up to try to yeah. get one to make sure you get there early enough. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, cool. So, I mean, that, that thanks for sharing those stories. I mean, well, anything yeah. else from Hollywood Studios uh, that you want to share that um, uh, we haven't gone over yet? Not really. It was just, as I said, a different pace, the Magic Kingdom, and especially with Galaxy's Edge opening, that was a whole new ballgame for me. So, like, learning how to deal with that was so much fun. Yeah, and you just kind of thrown in there. I mean, I've never seen a park just so crazy every single morning to to get in there. So, 
uh, that's that's what's got to be tough for you because I mean, it, not just you are learning it, but even like the experienced cast members are learning it yes. as well. So mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a lot to to be learned there, and I'm sh- I'm sure everyone's learned a lot. So have you? So uh, so I'm sure the transition over to Magic Kingdom was. Uh, much easier on you, even though you went back to Hollywood Studios. But I assume that was mm-hmm. uh, that was an easier transition. Well, uh, Magic Kingdom also had the parties, so like we would sell the Halloween party and the Christmas party at studios or any of the other vacation planning locations. But Magic Kingdom was where people mostly bought their tickets, picked up will call tickets. Um, I transferred over to Magic Kingdom around I think mid October. I don't want to say it's the funniest story, but it always, like, you'll get a chuckle when I say this. Um, Halloween, like, the Halloween party, I worked a night shift. So people are picking up their Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party tickets. The party had been sold out for at least a month, and people are up at my counter in full costume trying to buy tickets. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. So, like, not funny, but, like, I'm like, I mean, it is funny. (laughs) Yes. Wait, wait, did you say this was on Halloween? On Halloween, in uh, full like oh, costume, no. trying to buy Halloween party tickets, and I felt so bad, but I also like had to chuckle, like very empathetically, and be like, "There is nothing we can do. These have been sold out for months." Uh, yeah, I just I don't understand how people just mm-hmm. don't realize. Oh, I feel so bad. That's terrible. Well, then, yeah. question: Did you work the the last Halloween party? Um, if you remember on the first, on the first, yeah, I think, I think so. Okay. Cause I was there. So I was just curious. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun at magic kingdom because, um, for, if you work a night shift on a party night, we get to change our, if you've seen the vacation planning vests for everywhere besides animal kingdom, because they get to get cute costumes. They yes. are yeah, <laughs> very, very bright. Yeah. Now I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> But for Christmas party and Halloween party, we got to wear special vests that had cool, like, I would say old grandma print, like Halloween designs (laughs) or like Christmas designs. And those were so much fun to wear. Uh, I have to have to look up what those are. I don't think I've seen a photo of those. Um, I don't think there is a photo unless you like dig deep. Like, I don't even have a picture of me in one of my. Oh, no kidding. Really? Uh, Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I even I even went to the uh, the first Christmas party this year. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you're working that one at all. Yes, the Christmas parties were so much fun because I've been going every year since I was six to the Christmas parties. So I'm very knowledgeable about them. So it was so much fun when people wow. either were on the fence about going or had never gone before. I would sit with them for like 25 minutes if they were willing and like circle the things to do or like, hey, like, are you guys into characters? Because they have the rare characters at the parties. And so, like, if their little girl was dressed up like a princess, like, hey, the princes meet with their princesses and, like, circling the locations. That was so much fun. That was my favorite thing about vacation planning was helping people who didn't really have a plan or wanted recommendations and running with it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I feel like you really do need a plan for the the parties. And mm-hmm. luckily, you really helped those people out because if people going in not having one and not knowing, like, what it's about, like... Mm-hmm. They're probably going to have like a pretty bad time. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they won't yeah. have a bad time, but like, I feel like they could be disappointed um, because they didn't get out mm-hmm. of it what they might want to because they think like, yes. oh, we can meet all these characters. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. There's going to be lines to, for mm -hmm. these characters. Um, it's good to, that you are able to help uh, help them out, though. Um, yeah, I think I think if you're going to a party, you always need a plan. Yes. Um, yeah. It, this past year is the first time going to a Christmas party for me. I've never been to one before. Uh, and it was rained out that first night. I don't know if you Oh, no, I remember that. Yeah, rained out. That, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, it was made the best of it but man it was pretty terrible <laughs> so uh -huh. yeah i think it rained from like 8 30 all the way till midnight like uh -huh. uh, and on yeah it was it was bad anyways so um cool so so while you were on this the second program now whether like what was maybe your favorite memory from working uh this the second program <laughs> You could either be if like working or you weren't working. Anything that maybe stands out the most from this program? Um, probably my, my group of vacation planning friends from studios. Um, usually when they have college program kids at vacation planning, there's like five, seven, eight. There was like 15 of us. As I said, they overhired us. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I kind of went into vacation planning this time. Like I wanted to stay down at Disney. Like I wanted to network. And I was like. And I had made some really good friends at Tony's that were both CPs and full-time, part-time. And it's so hard when they leave you that, like, I had known what that felt. And I was like, you know what? Like, maybe I'll make one or two friends. I became close with all 15 of them. So a lot towards, like, once we got to know each other, we did a lot together. Like, we all went to one of the Christmas parties before, and we all got dressed up and took pictures. Like, it's still my screensaver on my phone. But, like... Hanging out with them, I think, was one of my biggest memories. Yeah. Now, friends at Disney is always better. So, um, cool. Yes. Cool. So, so kind of talk, talk. I mean, so is there anything else from from that? Um, yeah, before we move on to the third uh, college program, anything else from that program you want to share? Like any magical moments you were able to make uh, for any of the guests at all? Anything else from that program? Um, not so much magical moments for the guests, but more for me. I had never been to the Halloween party before. And before I even went to the party, I got to work the party and wear like the bat costume and give out candy. That was a magical moment for me. I was smiling and like, that was probably my favorite shift I've ever worked. Uh, I can't, I can't believe you gone to the Christmas party every year since you were six and you didn't, you never went to the Halloween party. No. <laughs> No, we had never, because we always go in November, and like we've always made it a point, like maybe next year we'll go to the Halloween party. But during this program, I'm like, I'm going, and I'm also going to work one. And when I worked it, it was so much fun because like you get to people watch with people in costume and have fun with the guests, and yeah. I gave out way too much candy, and like <laughs> it was, it was so much fun. That's what I would do. I would, I would definitely give bigger handfuls out to the to the like better costumes I liked or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, they had to take me away from the candy barrel too, and then I ended up spieling and like, oh, thanks for coming in because I was giving too much candy. <laughs> Losing the company too much money, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, cool. I'm I'm glad you were able to kind of make those special moments for you, which is great. You always you always want to do that for yourself. So gotta be gotta be a little selfish at times. <laughs> um, cool. So kind of tell me about this transition because it seems like you worked straight through to the next program. So kind of talk about that. Yes. 
Yeah. So technically, I've only done two college programs, but I consider my transition a third because it was a completely different role, completely different location. I got a new set of roommates, so it kind of feels like a third college program for me. So technically, what was it? It was an extension of my second. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I always say third, but technically... (laughs) Okay, so so like, what uh, what role were you looking to get? Were you looking to get out of vacation planning, or like, how did how did that work? The extension work. So for vacation planning, I absolutely loved it, but um, we weren't really getting the hour. I wasn't really getting the hours I needed, so I was kind of looking into roles that maybe would have more hours, like merchandise or attractions. And so I got selected for attractions, and I was so excited because I was like, oh. What ride am I going to get? Am I going to, like, what park am I going to be in? And then my attraction was ESPN Wide World of Sports. Okay. So how, like, <laughs> how, how is that for you? Like, how is that an attraction? Like, what is what does that mean? So attractions, quote unquote, at ESPN Wild World of Sports is more guest operations, which is cool because it's a variety of roles. You can do parking, which became my favorite. You get to do main entrance. So they have like where you scan your ticket and do um, the finger on the biometric. So front entrance there. And then it's also kind of like pack. So when we have big events, making sure people don't go down a staircase or guiding people to where they need to go. So kind of think like the main street pack team for fireworks, but at ESPN. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that they, they put the attractions under like under, I guess, or ESPN under the attractions role. Um, I did not either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you mentioned, so, so kind of talk about like some of the things you, you did there exactly uh, working at Wild World of Sports. So at Wild World of Sports, a lot of, we are an event-based operation. So we would work big events. Like a lot of it is the cheerleading world and the cheerleading competitions and stuff. So directing guests where to go, like if they're asking what arena so-and-so event is, like we have that information and can direct them to there. Um, All the run Disney expos are there too. So making sure and like counting people and making sure we have like a building doesn't get to capacity. Um, That happened one time and I had to tell the lovely folks that they had to wait until we got our numbers back down. That was fun. Um, yeah, just kind of like directing traffic and smiling and waving and making sure everyone's kind of abiding by the rules at ESPN. Okay, cool. So, I mean, what what was an average day like? Because, I mean, I assume you're not working late hours, uh, like working at maybe Magic Kingdom or something like that. But was it just, did you work like a full, like, because I know... You said cast members usually work uh, like day to night, but like, did you work morning shifts a lot there? When I got into parking more so, yes, because if an event started at eight, we'd be there at six to set up the cones for certain parking stuff, like lots that we'd be opening. Um, Sometimes at night, we'd have to be the last ones there. So if an event went to 11 or 12, we'd have to be there to one to two to make sure to clean up, close down the building. So I thought that too, but I worked later in earlier shifts than I ever did at Magic Kingdom. Oh, okay. Uh, did um, oh, I just had a question in my head? Oh, what, what were some, what were some of the like the memorable memorable moments that you had working there? Like, were you able to? I mean, I assume while you were there, you interacted with guests a lot. So, anything mm-hmm. uh, anything you could speak up to that? 
Um, one of the biggest, like, my memories are the Run Disney events. Um, my first day on the job was Marathon Weekend. So that was really cool. And my family came and surprised me. And so they had just walked oh, in. And nice. I was like, oh. So that was fun. And then Princess Half, um, we were kind of running slower. And, like, there was extra cast members around. So I asked my coordinator if there was anything I could do. And he said I could give out stickers. And we kind of made it into a challenge. And I got an entire roll of the Mickey head stickers, just like the basic ones that you get around the parks. And I challenged him that I could do that entire roll by the time I got off, which was like an hour from then. <laughs> and so I was darting around the complex, just giving everyone who wanted a sticker, who didn't want a sticker, a sticker. So that was fun. <laughs> and then I did achieve my challenge and I went through the entire roll, which is about I think more than a thousand stickers or oh, about a thousand geez. stickers. <laughs> yeah, so, you're definitely giving them to people that don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, cool. Sounds good. Um, so I think you mentioned before that you you made a transition to Tomorrowland Speedway. Did did I hear that correct? So or, or what ESPN did you mention about Tomorrowland? Sorry, go ahead. Yes. No, you're um, at ESPN, we are event-based, so we do have a client coming in who is purchasing or like renting out our arenas or whatnot. So if we don't have an event for full-time and um, CPs who are required to like have the contracted hours, we get sent to a secondary location. So for example, some of the college program kids I worked with, one of my friends worked at Sori, was her secondary location. I had a friend who worked at Enchanted Tales with Belle. Um, a friend who worked Main Street Pack. So if we weren't guaranteed those hours or if we were having a slow day, we would be sent to our secondary location, which was an attraction. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So how was, how was working over, I mean, you wanted an attraction for, mm -hmm. uh, to, to hopefully be your new position. So working at Tomorrowland mm -hmm. Speedway, how was it for you? I loved it. When I found out my secondary location, I kind of was like, oh, okay, like, not like disappointed that I got something that wasn't exciting, but I was just like, okay, like, I'm in an attraction now. This is cool. I didn't think I'd love it as much as I did. I think the most exciting thing to me was seeing like, yes, she's loud. She's a little smelly. But <laughs> when you have a little three or four year old boy who just made the height requirement and is super excited to race in a race car like that's where the magic was like that's what brought me so much joy going to work every day was like seeing those little kids being able to race yeah. um, one of the times too it made me cry we had um, a guest who was blind who was able to drive a car for the first time wow that's that's so, really neat so being there with his family and like seeing all their emotions and like letting them go again and like not a magical moment we made but just a magical moment like with the attraction yeah probably just seeing seeing them get on get it having yeah. seen their excitement and then especially when yeah. they're finished like they they must yeah. have been through the roof of just yeah how happy they were yeah so everyone like when they're like oh you got Tomorrowland speedway like and then after working there and like being there like it was so much fun yeah, there's like there's like a cool energy there. Like, mm -hmm. like I remember when I was on my bachelor party. Like, we were so excited for like us eight dudes to just go on there and and <laughs> race around the track. Like, we uh -huh. we were all having fun with each other, laughing. Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. 
I remember just taking a lot of selfies while we were like waiting in line and stuff. And it was cool. And then I actually remember I went on it again during the Christmas party, which is actually really cool uh, with all the lights set up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've, you've seen that at all. Yes. So yeah. when I went on the Christmas party, that had been my first time on the attraction for like a while. You say I'm so disappointed I didn't get to work during that period of time. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was really cool just riding around with the lights. So um neat so i mean well how many how long were you working um i mean this was this was for a few months and then yeah what like Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier then you got you had to to leave uh florida um so i mean during during that time like was there another memory or something that just stood out for you during this like i guess you're what you would call your third program um, I think going back to when we were talking about Festival of the Arts, I spent a lot of time during this program just going to Epcot and experiencing that and then getting ready for Flower and Garden. I kind of was more relaxed to this program because I was ready to make that transition from college program to going full-time, part-time. So I kind of was hunkering down, like looking into apartments, talking with coworkers about like rooming and stuff. So kind of like slowing down a little bit but also appreciating my time left on the college program. Gotcha. No, for sure. Yeah. You got to soak it in as much as you can. Um, so yeah, so as we kind of wrap things up now, uh, over the, the three programs you were at, was there any like final things that you might've missed that you want to share anything else? Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. There's just so many memories, and like they'll probably come to me later. But like, I know it's. I know. I know that it's tough to like fit in. Fit in an episode. Yeah, it's. It's not easy. But sorry, go ahead. But it's just. I was gonna say the one takeaway from all of it is the amount of friends and like new family I've made from all three of these programs. Um, kind of going back to saying when like all this happened, and not only were the parks being shut down, but we were being sent home, within. A day, I had people from every single part of my Disney journey reach out to me, both like physically met up with me or called and was like, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? Like, and words of encouragement, like people from my Tony's days, people who I was currently working with, like just the amount of kindness and that people like back from 2018 still cared and like. No, that's great. Yeah, no, I mean, it's good that you're able to make all those 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 long lasting friends, especially mm-hmm. uh, like Caroline and, and everything. So, um, well, that's awesome. So, I mean, if there's nothing else, I think we're going to we're going to wrap it up for today. But I mean, thanks for coming on the show and just kind of sharing all that because it's definitely a lot. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank so- you for letting me like just rant (laughs) (laughs) nope no problem yeah i know it it can't be easy it can't be easy being in the your favorite place in the world i mean i assume um and then just Mm -hmm. having to just kind of stop working there all of a sudden but i hope that you Mm -hmm. can kind of get there again in the future i mean i mean it sounds like you want to do that i mean you're going to try to continue working for disney again that's the plan i still have half my belongings in a storage unit in orlando in those hopes so I'm kind of forcing myself to get back some, <laughs> some way or another. No, for sure. But I, yeah, I can't wait to hear um, hear what happens. So um, cool. So before we get out of here, is there is there any anything you want to plug at all? 
Well, I just wanted to let you know, um, right now, I was going to put in my Instagram. Um, I've gone under the Instagram name Once Upon a Disney Dream for the past. It's been like five or six years. Like, I've had this handle for a while. It was supposed to be a temporary handle. Even before the programs. Even before the programs. I started this probably about two years before my programs as just kind of an outlet to post my family Disney photos so I didn't like spam my friends who didn't understand the Disney obsession I had so it was always <laughs> I get that it was always, I get it it was always supposed to be temporary and then especially during this quarantine I've been rethinking as a marketing major about rebranding myself and what are my next steps either that as a cast member a college program person or just someone who loves Disney so I'm changing my Instagram name to marketing the magic awesome so yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to, to link that um, in the show notes so everyone could find you over there. So uh, is that transitioning happening soon? Yes. So I'm not sure when this is going to be airing, but in our time, it's going to be Friday, um, May 15th. This okay. has been a long time in the coming. So. All right, cool. Well, this I, will. I'm this super is... excited about it. Excellent. Yeah, no, this is coming out on Monday the 18th. So (laughs) yeah, it'll it'll already be out. So um, or your new Instagram handle will be there. So everyone could follow you over there. Um, Cool. Awesome. I I, I wish you luck with that. Um, And I almost forgot to ask this question, but I love to play music in the back of every episode. And I want to know what your favorite Disney Parks background music is. It may not. It may come. At, may not come as a surprise if I say Main Street USA. It was my first Disney home, and over the course of my three CPs, I've worked in some capacity over Main Street, whether it be working a Halloween party shift in the fall or a couple pack shifts this past program. But all roads lead to Main Street USA for me. Awesome. Now make sure to put that in. So. Cool. Sounds good. Well, I mean, Casey, I think uh, I think that's going to do it for today. So again, just once again, thank you for just coming on the show, sharing those memories, and I just wish you all the best of luck in the future. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Yeah, no problem at all. And uh, yeah, just stay safe out there and, and stay well. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Casey, thanks once again for coming on the show. It was a pleasure t- chatting with you about your time working over at the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios and over at the Wild World of Sports. Uh, it was great. So thank you so much. Uh, but if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on a future episode, make sure you reach out to us. You could send me a DM on Instagram at XSpress Podcast or shoot me an email over at Matt at XSpress Podcast. Uh, com. So you can contact me over there if you want to be on a future episode. But uh, that is going to wrap it up for this week. Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review over at Apple Podcasts. It'll really help out the show. You can find all of our episodes at excesspresspodcast.com. And again, make sure you're following me on Instagram. You could do that at excesspresspodcast.com. 
Um, and if you're not checking out my other podcast, what'd you think? Uh, make sure you do that. That is a movie, TV show, chat review podcast. Uh, I had the episode for Star Wars up last week, so if you got a chance to listen to that, uh, all the links are in the description if you want to give us a follow over there. But that's it for now, so thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.